0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ill-Informed Insight Podcast. I'm Tom, and I'm joined today by Tim. How are you doing, Tom? Nice to be back. We've finally come to the end of what was always a foregone conclusion. Now it's time for the performative derangement syndromes to kick in as everyone loses their shit over the fact Boris Johnson is the Prime Minister of the UK.
1: Good afternoon. I have just been to see Her Majesty the Queen, who has invited me to form a government, and I have accepted. I pay tribute to the fortitude and patience of my predecessor and her deep sense of public service. But in spite of all her efforts, it has become clear that there are pessimists at home and abroad who will think, after three years of indecision, that this country has become a prisoner to the old arguments of 2016. And in this home of democracy, we are incapable of honouring a democratic mandate. And so I am standing before you today to tell you, the British people, that those critics are wrong. The doubters, the doomsters, the gloomsters, they are going to get it wrong again. The people who bet against Britain are going to lose their shirts because we're going to restore. Trust in our democracy.
2: Okay, now I didn't actually get most of what he said because the constant howling and yowling and caterwauling in the background. <laughs> Did you hear that for the whole of the speech? Yeah, there, you there, could there, hear. There's, there's um, a very vocal, um, you know, descent Now I don't know if people listening know the, the geography of Ten Downing Street. It, it, it's basically about fifty meters from you know the main road of Whitehall. You know, blocked by a gate. So, you know, any member of the public en masse can sort of pile up against this gate and shout as loudly as they like. And to be honest, I've, I've never heard it as loud as that. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. It's almost <laughs> like the, the Boris derangement syndrome you talk of that's been lying dormant, you know, for years has exploded into a full-blown virus. So Brexit claims another Tory Prime Minister
0: in Theresa May, whose days were numbered when she failed to get her checkers deal through Parliament three times in a row. A checkered checkers deal.
2: Some people say that Boris's tactic is to actually he's actually gonna go up to them again with the same agreement. Ask them to like use nicer words, but and <laughs> you know, this whole thing about him being the great saviour of Brexit, which as we all know is actually like preordained in the Bible to Nigel Farage. As, as optimistic as I am, he's got a lot of negotiating to do that, man. If he wants to get... He, he, he wants to get a deal. But before we move
0: on to Boris, to the uh,
2: demise of
0: Theresa May... Who? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, she failed to get it through three times. I don't think she even tried changing it. I think it was literally just the same deal each time.
2: And it was just like, well, yeah, maybe, maybe it was, this time. It was just true to Theresa May's form. Like, who can forget her um, performance during the last general election campaign, which turned out disastrously for the Tories, mm. where she, she gained the nickname the maiden. Strong
0: and stable. Strong, Strong and, and stable. stable.
2: It was like the, the needle was skipping on the record. But no, that's just her tactic. She just goes in hard, repete, repete, until it breaks through. And it didn't work this time. You know, she, she'd been successful, well, it politically successful. She was the longest Home Secretary before she was Prime Minister.
0: Yeah, which was for, what, three years? Less than three years?
2: No, I thought it was more like six or seven years.
0: Theresa May was Prime Minister for six no, or seven years. Home no, Home
2: Secretary, Tom.
0: Yeah, 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 I know, but her premiership was short-lived.
2: Yeah, it's like so forgettable. But um, apart from the fact she caused so much damage to this country while she was Home Secretary, like people blame Sadiq Khan for the knife crisis, and no, it's her fault. It's her fault. This this this, this sort of explosion of of crime and general weakness of society is all down to her when she was Home Secretary and a lot of the fuck ups she made. Yeah, it just p- cuts to police pretty much.
0: Yeah, and uh, social care. Yeah. So, do you have any sympathy whatsoever for Theresa
2: May? The Maybot? No, because she's married to a billionaire. She looked like... um <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that sorry for her. He bought her a going away present. He he bought her um Margaret Thatcher's old bracelets. What? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was wearing it on the day she left. Oh, I didn't know that. And it was bought in some auction like a couple of months ago, anonymously.
0: She looked 10 years younger. You know when she was watching the cricket? But no, she looked like... <laughs> The weight of the world was lifted off their shoulders. Yeah, like, yeah thank yeah. God I'm not prime minister anymore. Yeah,
2: what was I thinking? <laughs> like, why, why did I bother? I'm married to a
0: billionaire. But do you remember the leadership contest that Theresa May won? I say won by default, pretty much more than anything. Everybody dropped out, and she was just the last person left.
2: Yeah, it was, it was, it was like one of those competitions where like you win the car by keeping your hand on it the longest, and in the process you sort of cover yourself with shit and piss and yeah end up on the news it was it was it was a, a shit show altogether. but interestingly boris didn't put himself forwards for that competition did he well i don't
0: think he wanted it at that point
2: he's wanted it since he was a toddler he's wanted to be prime minister of this country since he was a sperm in in you know stan oh, yeah, johnson's got, ball bag
0: he got knifed didn't he by michael gove or michael gove's wife at least or well, one of her emails got leaked. That there's, was it. she was just trashing Boris there's Johnson.
2: There's tons more stuff they could leak on Boris, and like it's basically like the, it's down to like the, the, the you know. It,
0: there's a lot of dirt on Boris already.
2: Yeah, there's you know, but come with the outcome of the man. <laughs> oh God, I God,
0: that was insane. That headline.
2: Yeah, he, he 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 could be the shortest-lived prime minister. You know, we were talking about Theresa May. He might he might <laughs> not be prime minister in a week. Like, forget about Brexit. He just might, like, just come out with something stupid.
0: They might unearth another fucking scandal of, like, he banged a maid in a foreign country and got her pregnant or something like that.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's basically up to how classy our press is that it doesn't go after his his sort of children. How many super injunctions do you think Boris Johnson's taken out over the years? Fair play, you know. But the thing is, he's Prime Minister now, so he probably has a bit more pull. He's got a lot of power now. He's the most powerful man in the country.
0: Boris looked happy there, walking into number 10 for the first time. Mm. Are you
2: happy, generally, that uh, Boris is Prime Minister? Do you know something? When I was a Londoner, I didn't mind him being mayor. Now, I've always taken the stance of, like, you know, setting very, very high standards. For London mayors. Huge, overarching, almost impossible to achieve standards for London mayors. So that's why I'm always very disappointed by them and naturally dislike them.
0: Ah! What did he achieve as London mayor that you were happy with?
2: Um the Olympics <laughs> basically he 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 he's got this aura about him hasn't he He's like... I think he was born under a lucky star. There's a great video on YouTube of... He was at something before the Olympics, some basketball demonstration outside Tower Bridge. And the guy just handed him the ball and for a joke was like, I'll oh, try and throw it into the net with your back turned.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember this. And he
2: just bounced it once really badly and just sort of... Bumbled it. I didn't even throw it. He just sort of bumbled it over his head. He arced his it, back quite nicely, actually. He just sunk it and he sunk it, you know. And he's just so lucky. Like, when he went down that zip line, um he got stuck halfway <laughs> and instantly like doubled the amount of press and attention and like that's worldwide that, attention that wasn't meant to happen but it did and he's just got this thing where he's like sort of lucky and well, just- you
0: said he's got an aura it's an aura of buffoonery he's sort of o fish but not in a trump way o fish but wow. we'll get to that like with the uh the inevitable Boris is a British trump trump certainly
2: likes him but again that's a very lucky thing
0: i remarked back in like 2015 an old podcast we used to do yeah tom dick and hyman show it felt like one morning that i just woke up in bizarro world it was just like political discourse was just going so fucking insane yeah and now now boris johnson's prime minister of the uk this is absolutely the worst timeline
2: it did feel unreal to me like the first day or so but then when, when i actually saw him at the um His first PMQ's dispatches. Dispatch box? Yeah. It was really entertaining and you felt like at least there's some sort of momentum to this country now because the, the, the basic even if that momentum is going off the edge of a cliff depending <laughs> on your view it doesn't matter at least we're moving because basically <laughs> t- t- the, the best sort of description i heard about it was regarding brexit which is the whole reason all of this has happened would he have ever become prime minister if not for brexit probably not boris no. boris was the man of famously he had, had he had two articles written or two letters didn't he about both Brexit for and, and against, yeah. yeah. That he would just like burn one in case, and he was well known.
0: No, I reckon that's you know he's the head of, the head of the Oxford Debate Society. No, so and I think he, it's that's like a common exercise for him
2: to take both sides. Like, like when there's a big vote, yeah.
0: he'll write one argument for, one yeah. argument against, and then decide which one he wants. Because yeah.
2: you use the word buffoonery, but I'd never use that. He's he's probably as intelligent as me, maybe slightly more intelligent. I think of
0: he's smart. Knowledge. But he definitely tries to... <laughs> He's like, he was, very well read.
2: Very well read. He knows um, Louis' he, he his classic... You know, he knows his um, Pericles from his uh, <laughs> Sisyphus and all that. So. But there was a famous quote about him back when he became
0: London mayor. He did like a sit-down interview with like, Newsnight. Right. And um, the Newsnight presenter put it to him of, Yo, You play the buffoon. You're not really an idiot. You're a smart guy. Yeah. And uh Boris said, Well the thing about paraphrasing here, AB, he said basically the thing about playing the buffoon is that if you gen- if you're in a situation where you genuinely don't know the answer and you don't know what you're doing, nobody can tell the difference between that and you just pretending you don't know what you're doing. And I think that's sort of a, a relevant statement when it comes to Boris Johnson being prime minister.
2: I think it's that's 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 a very sort of Smarmy way of putting it, it's, it's it's actually a very effective, efficient thing. You know, we're talking like some Sun Tzu general warrior tactics, you know, you sort of pretend to be weak and then you can take people by surprise. He Try-
0: does surprise people, or given that, like there are times where you think, okay, that's it, he's done, his career's done
2: no what he does and then he bounces back no he's not so he's not as overt in the way he does it as Trump does but he follows the same thing for instance in the most recent PMQs the uh, Labour MP for one of the Liverpool places stood up and she said uh, Prime Minister Johnson because apparently it's the thing on the left now where they're trying to deliberately not call him Boris well she had to call him Prime Minister Johnson because of the um,
0: makes it too familiar
2: too friendly but I've heard from like various media pundits they've actually they've actually said on the road show I'm going to stop calling him Boris even you yourself you use boris as the new prime minister in the title of this show so he's like memed his way into all our brains a I'm long g- time ago
0: i'm glad bojo doesn't seem to be a thing anymore
2: yeah yeah i just hope he doesn't come out in a blue baseball cap next week with make Britain <laughs> make. great again on it you know you can sort of see it
0: happening but but it's but- gonna say it's gonna say make great britain great again <laughs> gonna be a redundant he's already used the word dude hasn't he oh because what was it dedication he did this some sort of acronym yeah but he realized it was d-u-d yeah so he put energized on the end to make it dude Dude. this is sort of trump esque. the way people are covering analyzing Mm -hmm. boris johnson is very trump-esque oh he's playing 4d chess that whole dude thing or that's him getting the newspapers to focus on what he wants he's controlling the narrative like he knew that that was going to be the headline dude and it would distract from the fact he doesn't know what the fuck's happening with brexit he's
2: he's a clever guy because he he basically his his whole shtick got him elected was he promised and hunt hunt wasn't saying this unless he was fucking forced to but boris was coming out and saying we're leaving on the 31st of october come hello, high water that's it we're leaving of course it might be a tactic to pressurize the eu fuck it he'll leave on the 31st because he said he has and if it if it fucks up it doesn't matter it's not his fault however bad it gets boris can just say i was delivering on democracy and i'm just an agent of your democracy that that's probably his tactic he, he could be prime minister but for why, the next five years
0: why not just go because the, 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 the EU the don't made blame
2: it, me prime minister
0: but the, the eu made it clear Theresa may asked for an extension to june i think the middle of june and they said look you're not going to get anything done by the middle of June, Tom. have to the end of October. Tom, why doesn't he just go Tom. back and go? Look, we need another extension because I'm I'm Tom, a new Tom, prime minister. Tom, Tom,
2: Tom, Tom, have you forgotten what's happened? You just got rid
0: of the Maybot.
2: You've forgotten what's happened since then because it was such an undemocratic thing in the public one oh, involved. Laura, we've got name? we've got a new president of the EU by the way. Um, she was the only candidate in the election, but she got she got she got the role. Luckily, and she only scraped by as well, yeah, didn't she? Fifty two percent. But in her opening speech, when she referenced Brexit in the UK, she said they would be happy to extend, which brought cries of derision from the Brexit. Not entirely, not entirely up to her. Yeah, but come on, Tom. Deep down, the EU would be happy to extend it indefinitely. Because oh, yeah, we're still fucking yeah, yeah. paying them while while we're extending it. And it's not about unity. It's not about anti-war. It's not about freedom of movement. Anti-China. It's all about money. <laughs> That's all Brexit is about. Let's not go off. Yeah. On a well, Brexit rant.
0: Now, both of Boris Johnson's careers has been uh, journalism and also in politics. It's roughly 13 to 14 years of consecutive fuck-ups.
2: You'd lie here and there. Oh,
0: yeah, of course. But Occasional his, fabricated quote about one of his great uncles.
2: Yeah, but you could you could say now he's been rewarded for those fuck ups. He's been rewarded for those lies. Should we go
0: through the list? He conspired with a uh, friend to beat up a fellow journalist. Helped I didn't him, go through with it. I don't think
2: helped him become prime minister. Bendy bananas got got him a flat at number eleven.
0: <laughs> References to Pygmy I think when he was referring to like Kenya or something. Oh, called um, Barack Obama a Park Kenyan prick. Got him the
2: job as prime minister. <laughs> See what I mean? People call them fuck-ups, but they're actually like, in his book, it's like, yeah, that got me the job. Numerous extramarital affairs, some of them that he
0: lied about. I think he was under oath. I think he got fired for it. Oh, well, obviously, you know, being a politician, they should be
2: more sexually moral than you know,
0: that sort of <laughs> We've become like America. America does not care at all about sleaze. Ever since Kennedy, they just they don't care that the president sleeps around or gets his dick out every now and then in a,
2: inappropriate ways. You just don't talk about it. Don't ask, don't tell sort of thing.
0: We used to be really anti sleaze. Like if it was any sort of sleazy scandal, you had to resign. But no, not anymore.
2: Well, this is the first time oh. there's been a, like sort of prime minister who not like married, and we're not in yeah. living, living history where there's been guys like on the doorstep by himself. His girlfriend was in the crowd. Fair play. He'll probably he'll probably dump her soon and go yeah, out, get, get, get someone else. Who cares, though? <laughs> it's like, really, who gives a shit about... Yeah, he's the w- Prime Minister, he'll upgrade. Sounds like a really harsh thing to say, but he probably will. But you know how it's, um...
0: <laughs> if, Sorry, it's if you're f- listening. Character. When it's the female Prime Minister, nobody gives a fuck call about me. the husband. No one gives a shit. There is a yeah. little bit. It's not... I wouldn't call it sexism, i no, it more...
2: it's different from the States, where
0: they, they have to be like a first lady... Or a first They're husband. expected to do some things, yeah, for they, like children's they, charities. Yeah, but yeah. Who gives a shit about whatever? I don't even know her name. Is it Corin or something like that? And she's a, <laughs> the only thing I know about her is she's an environmentalist, but she's also a Tory. Another their
2: logo is a tree, isn't it? After all, I'm not even a conservative. I don't know why I'm being so positive about them, but yeah.
0: Another Boris fuck up. He said he would like die trying to stop the third runway at Heathrow. <laughs> He's still alive. Increasing levels of rough sleeping in London. Oh, you're still reading. Sorry,
2: sorry, Tom. You're still reading the list of all oh, his yeah. fuck ups. This has oh. been going on for ages.
0: And, <laughs> and probably the most serious one, a major gaff concerning a UK citizen falsely imprisoned in Iran.
2: No, fuck that. I think the worst thing he did was when he clattered that little Japanese kid in oh the my rugby. Oh God! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Or when he, or when he did that. Oh, no, the kid was laughing. Or when they then, or when they were doing that um, game at Wembley. And he sort of um, went in with both feet. The
0: football game at Wembley. And he's obviously not a footballer. He's a rugby guy.
2: Yeah, and he sort of shoulder tackled the guy. Quite viciously as well. I'd like to see Jamie Corbyn do that, though.
0: He (laughs) clearly tackled him with the
2: intent of hurting him, though. The little Japanese kid would beat up Jamie Corbyn. (laughs) That's the difference.
0: Yeah, probably. (laughs) All right. There's three things the public has ever really liked about Boris. And uh, two out of those three were due to now disgraced Ken Livingston. And also, uh, I would say Seb Coe, the organiser of the... Um, the he organised a bid for the London Olympics. Right. Boris Johnson had nothing to do with that. Boris Johnson had nothing to do with the preparations for the London Olympics. He just took over as London mayor a few months before. Yeah. Although, to his credit, he got cheered at the London Olympics. And George Osborne, Chancellor, then-Chancellor, he got booed. Mm-hmm. And it was like, there was a sort of mystique to Boris. Everyone used to say he could reach the places other Tories couldn't. Like a sort of sexual, semi-sexual.
2: <laughs> Don't forget, he was elected Mayor of London, which is traditionally a very liberal left-wing. Very Labour city. Yeah. It still is. And, it's, you know, and it was then. And it, it's had two out, of th- two out of three of its mayors have been Labour. So like, you know, it's just him being Mayor of London in itself. People didn't, didn't vote on him as a Conservative. They voted for the man instead he got of the party.
0: Re- he got re-elected. But I remember People was,
2: still call them Boris bikes don't they You know those irritating bikes that no one uses Yeah that's
0: the other thing that he that he's liked for But had nothing to do
2: with They don't call them like Santander Cycles The Boris bikes
0: That was Ken Livingstone's initiative And uh, Barclays sponsored it Hoping everyone was going to call them Barclays bikes And so Barclays pulled their sponsorship
2: yeah, They're still called Boris bikes
0: And now uh like,
2: I, I by the way, driving It's like look out for the Boris bike Ugh.
0: Yeah, but I <laughs> refuse to say Santander It's mm. Santander So right from the very beginning of this um, foregone conclusion, the Tory leadership campaign, Boris obviously set out his stall
2: as I'm the Brexiteer candidate. Is that going to happen? If he does it, and like you've read for the last five minutes, if he does it and it turns out to be a fuck up, it will all be to his benefit. Do you understand? What? That's how he works. Like, Tom, you just read a litany of disasters there and things he's done, you know, things he's said and people like him for the way he's dealt with those things he'll he'll get he'll he'll make us leave on the 31st probably with no deal but he'll just always be able to say I did what you asked me to do and tom like there's thousands of people millions of people who voted to leave who are so just frustrated now they, they, whatever the consequences they're just like let's just leave he will have done what they've said and that seem to be the the largest majority of the electorate that's ever turned out mm. so he's do you see even though it's like a fuck up it's it's his modus operandi isn't it surf that shit wave
0: i keep seeing remainers say
2: Remain um, losers
0: that the polls have shifted <laughs> that everybody wants to remain now and they, everyone wants a people's vote and it's like i don't i haven't seen that in the polls at all what i've seen is I've british seen- public
2: getting fed up and apathetic it. towards I've seen, Brexit. I've seen some marches. I've seen some marches. But Two even, million. Three million. there's about 300,000. Five million wouldn't be enough. It was 17, 17 and a half million. Oh, I couldn't vote because I was too old. I can't vote anymore because I'm dead. Who cares? It, we, we've got to, like, just, you know, just do the equation, finish the sum and get out.
0: I doubt very much that Boris will get us out by October 31st. Tom, like, what's Tom, the it's, mechanism? It, Tom,
2: it's written into law that we're leaving on the 31st. If we don't... Get an extension? If we don't change the law... But they also pass something about not leaving without a deal. They try to, they, they keep trying to. Burko and all the Remainers, you know, it's they're trying every mechanism they can to. I think they're realising now it's dawning on them. The panic is setting in, hence the, hence like i say the the syndrome the boris derangement syndrome it's like become full-blown aids now <laughs> like they, very... know, they know their time's up i'm sorry that's a bad analogy
0: but you see what i mean then when i say people like uh they're going oh he's boris is britain's trump he's not but the way people are, are looking at him and analyzing him and taking him on is very trumpy and very trump-esque
2: it, it, it's all this it's, like he says is doom and gloom and negative it's bullshit man because he Come can't on. get
0: it through Parliament,
2: he's not going to get it through Parliament. They're never going to vote on it. It doesn't matter. It's it's, it's law now. We're le- we're going to leave. I think he's he's the perfect person. We need a blunderer because no one's done this before. Because we're going to be blundering through it. It's just perfect oh, fit. On. <laughs>
0: But the problem is, though, yeah, okay, legally, we don't ask for an extension. The EU doesn't offer one. So we just leave under WTO rules, whatever, at midnight, 1201, whatever.
2: Tabula rasa. No one's ever stepped here before. Embrace the chaos, Tom. But Boris, then, why
0: would we applaud Boris? He's done nothing. He's, exactly, and he's become Prime Minister. He's just there whilst the time runs out on the clock. It's not really a, a grand achievement, is it, for him?
2: No, but he'll go down in history for it.
0: The guy who was faced with driving off the cliff. He was like, well, I'm just going to let go of the will.
2: I did what you asked me to do. Do you see? Do you see?
0: You know what I mean? How the fuck did we get here, though? It was like we we just ran out the clock. That's all that
2: happened. All Britain did was just run out the clock. All Britain. Forget Britain. Half of this is the EU. If, if, if they actually wanted to be they sensible... They gave us massive extension. No, no, if they actually gave us a deal, rather than just say, give us loads of money... We had to and go... And keep keep, to, keep listening to our laws.
0: We had to go to them with a deal, which we did, and they were like, okay, this is kind of agreeable, Theresa May's one, but she couldn't get it through Parliament. And that's like, we were just stuck at this impasse. Where do we go from here? And it's like, okay, time's just running out. We're going like, to... Like you said at the beginning, Boris is going to go back to the EU with Theresa May's deal. Yeah. Which is like, we just fucked around completely for the entire summer. It's a bit of a
2: joke, isn't it? I think they're going on holiday. I think they've gone on holiday now for five years. Yeah,
0: weeks. they're in recess. So.
2: <laughs> it's not like there's anything important they need to just sort out. It's not like they, 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 anything they could do in the run-up to the 31st of October.
0: Because Boris said he was going to unite Remainers and Leavers. This is
2: his, like, energised optimism. In hatred of him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to ask, is there any sort of reconciliation possible between Leavers and Remainers? But maybe you're right. Maybe it's just they have to have total disdain for a certain individual. Be united on that Do you know front. something,
2: Tom? The truth of it is, more people like Boris than hate Boris. And I'm talking about the whole country. Yeah, probably. I'm talking about the whole country. I'm talking about the people who watch Love Island and X Factor and don't really pay attention to politics. They like Boris. He's a bit of a character. We have got to step back from our little London bubble, media bubble. It's well, London elected him mayor. Do you know what I mean? But it's like <laughs> that's because most people in London like him. Bizarro know?
0: world. It's, it's not a though. Bizarre world. They liked it. Like let's well, and that's why when did was... he become popular. Was it? Was it really? Have I got news for you that it made him popular? But you see, but... no, it wasn't. It was him writing from Brussels, wasn't it? Just making up nonsense about the EU's regulations. A uh, one-size-fits-all condom but like that was just a made up lie. Bendy Bananas. They put him on Have I got news for you and he just became this overnight hit. Yeah. I've s- Even though Ian Hislop brought up the fact he conspired to beat up a journalist.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised a- you gave me this one. Why? Boris was caught on tape as well. Ha ha, ridiculously comic. Yes, that's said, I said. So, what was that? Actually, <laughs> it's written a r- r- good point, mm. which it jolly well was. <laughs> <laughs> what were you recorded saying? I do, can you, honestly, I don't remember. That. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Boris was on tape talking to Darius Guppy. And he was a school friend, wasn't he? A Great chap, yeah. And That's a great right. chap, yep. despite went, being went, a convicted fraudster. Convicted fraudster, convicted fraud, went very, very sadly wrong. Yep. Yep. And one of the ways he went wrong is ringing you up on tape and suggesting that you help him beat up a journalist who was looking into him. That did come up. <laughs> I, I won't deny that did come up. That, I, I think I don't think I've ever commented on this before. I won't deny a word of it. I won't. I, I'm not ashamed of it. I did discuss how you sound mis- like George Mike. What are you not ashamed of, though, Boris? Whatever there is not to be ashamed of. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. He not. was trying to get the address of this journalist out of you, wasn't he? Yes, and owing to my great incompetence as a journalist, I wasn't able to provide <laughs> it. <laughs> So yeah. the journalist didn't get beaten up in the end, but no thanks to you. So where's the Darius, or Darius now, then? I don't know where he is now. I don't know where he is now. I thought he lives in Allthorpe house, doesn't he? <sighs> Look, I don't know, you better ring him up. <laughs> I'm way out of my no, depth here. I've hilarious. been totally stitched up. I want it on the record. I, I walked straight into a massive elephant trap. I should have spotted him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> A couple of times, just driving through central London, I've seen him on a bike... And it's like, oh, it's Boris. Don't most people... It's not like, like I want to run him over, you know. He, isn't there
0: a lot of like dickhead, and like finger, middle fingers?
2: Uh, he has got an aura. Or- but like I say, for, but we live in a world of, you know, balance and opposites. So as many people like him, there'll be equally strong feelings against him and he like i remember the day after the referendum watching on the news there were all these people outside his house like shouting and screaming (laughs) literally they're going to attack him as he came out jesus i'm not liking the way that's going and there was that whole story recently about the the neighbors of his girlfriend fucking recording them having a domestic that was such
0: a non-story do
2: you know what he should have done he should have owned that story he should have said we weren't fighting we were having wild play, sex. Yeah. We were having wild sex. That and like like I said, during his inaugural speech as Prime Minister, there was like a, a hardcore of people shouting their lungs out so they'd be heard on the TV, you know, so loud you could hardly work out what he was saying. You mm. know. There's so much ire against this guy, as as well as as well as affection, as as a lot of ire.
0: But yeah, he's as polarizing as Donald Trump is. I'll give you know the mainstream media that.
2: Yeah. But like I say, step away from the mainstream media into the world of Love Island and X Factor and people who just, just no. sit there. They like him. No, I'm never doing that. They like him. They like him.
0: Speaking of like reconciliation between um, Eurosceptics and Europhiles, I saw a documentary in the lead up to the EU, British EU
2: referendum. I watched a documentary I think about- I like him actually, sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> I just had to admit, I, I actually like him despite all his fuck ups. Actually, i liked Boris. i like him i like him i, I liked why. him
0: in the have i got news maybe he's like
2: days. damien or
0: something <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> when he was like <laughs> when he was just a sort of harmless idiot or at least gave off the impression that he was just a harmless idiot yeah fine whatever
2: but we know he's not an idiot we know that he he could like and all his money he could fucking have a decent haircut and a suit that fit him he's you know going I mean? bald but exactly but you can you just make it look smart do you know what I mean that was his... It's um, carefully crafted. He's got a very carefully crafted persona, that guy.
0: His hair's been like that from day one. Just sort of wild, overgrown. But he's going bald now. And I've always had a theory that he needed to be Prime Minister before he lost a good 60, 70% of it. Yeah. We've I ne- don't think there's ever going to be another, at very least, not a white Prime Minister who's bald he, ever he, again.
2: If he goes bald, he needs to grow a big beard. He's going to have to do something
0: to like make, like wear some sort of hat. Yeah. Bring back the bowler hat, or the top hat. I can see Boris in the top hat. but I watched a documentary, and speaking of, like, reconciliation between Eurosceptics and Europhiles, I watched a documentary about Greenland.
2: Greenland.
0: <laughs> but they voted to leave what was then the EEC, and it was, like, really bitter, polarising debate. And uh, the Eurosceptics won that one in Greenland. And so they, this was like documentary was filmed maybe 16 <laughs> years later. right? And it, the question was like, how did you guys reconcile? And it was the answer was they basically just never brought it up again. They never spoke about it again.
2: If you're honest about it, it's, it's complete diametric views, isn't it? It's like, do you want one more government or do you want to be independent democracy?
0: I don't think most Europhiles want one more government.
2: Okay, third of the world, maybe. The Eurasian zone.
0: It's like it does annoy me when people go like, Well, what about my Europeanness? It's like, well what why is that contingent on membership of the EU? I don't get that. It's not like we've physically moved away from the continent of Europe because you had a pipe dream about working in Berlin one day.
2: And you know, one of the sort of sort of defining features of Europe was the fact that each country Despite being next to each other, were like they had their own extreme markedness in difference in culture, yeah, and clothes, and music and food and drink, and it was a smorgasbord. That's why when someone says I'm European,
0: it's like, well, there's different types of European culture. Yeah, i like,
2: uh, instead of you being European, I'd rather you were French European. What does that even mean?
0: You, you know can't mean? just take all the different European cultures, mash them all together, and so go, hey, I'm hey, European. It doesn't really like weird. what does that mean? are you prepared for the next god knows how many months of boris is donald trump stories taking up column inches and website pages
2: it's it's it's, never gonna end it's 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 like i do you know something i'm actually gonna have to like not disconnect completely from the news (laughs) because i like current affairs but um maybe just say just look at the news in the evening or something rather than check on it during the day and because we're just bombarded by it it's it
0: might just watch Blu-rays every night. I know,
2: but the fact we've got Boris as Prime Minister when we, we've got shit going down in the Strait of Hormuz with the Iranians, that's pretty, you know, I that's pretty that serious entirely. stuff. And Boris has a bad track record with the Iranians, whichever way you look at it. They, they fucking think he's a stupid
0: asshole. I completely missed this skirmish thing. Like, what was it, the Iranians took over a, a British oil tanker?
2: We took over one of theirs first. <laughs>
0: I didn't like. Basically, I'm we so apathetic
2: to world affairs. We at the confiscated none to this shit. We confiscated an oil tanker that was registered to Iran that was en route to Syria, and we confiscated it to enforce European Union law. We, that, we're blaming this on the EU, then? No, we we were doing our job, you know, basically. Uh, so we, we we took this oil tanker off the Iranians because they were sending it to Syria. And they're not meant to be sending it to Syria, and so in retaliation, they took one of ours, and they said they were going to take one of ours back. And despite that, we didn't give our guys any protection, even though they weren't our oh, guys, because th- there was no English people or British people on the oil tanker at all that have that been noise. taken captive. They're all um, Latvians and Germans, and Nigerians. So, like, no, no, no. Even though, but the, the tanker is registered as one of ours so it's all about money in the end isn't it but these poor guys are like fucking hostages at the moment
0: right so well how is this resolved then this iranian boat thing it's
2: still ongoing oh and we've got our number one man boris in contact with tehran to sort it out
0: well i guess we segue then to um boris's cabinet foreign secretary dominic raab i think
2: that's a promotion for him the most controversial ones well the ones that have sort of pissed off Labour most are Priti Patel and Sajid Javid, because they happen to be ethnic minorities. <laughs> and the left don't like ethnic minorities. Be right-wing. Well, the, the, I actually saw a tweet. Someone wrote about a tweet from the lady who's behind the blog called The Canary. And she said something about like how um, you can't call Sajid Javid or pretty poor people of colour <laughs> oh god it's like you're only yeah. allowed to be a person of colour if you think a certain way but our country is starting to become like America because we're becoming obsessed with race like I said the, the whole fact the mm. left have sort of started making race an issue of who Boris has in his cabinet it's like for fuck's sake that we're not America, we're not like that come on guys, get over yourselves especially
0: like we really shouldn't be surprised two Asians are in the cabinet and they're both Tories They're like you should not be surprised by that I hate, I hate to break it to the left in general, but listen. I know. Most Hindus, most, like, do you know what I mean? most Muslims, they're not really progressives. Do you know what I mean? They're not that left leaning. Hey, a lot we've of all seen Tories.
2: We've all seen Temple of Doom, haven't we? <laughs> you
0: know, Islam's a fairly conservative religion.
2: Oh, come on. It's like, it's, it's the whole sort of facts that they, they try to put everyone in a box. It's, 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 it's so insidious, isn't it? Well, let's put this in a context,
0: right? I follow a lot of politicians on Twitter, a lot of different political parties, including Caroline Lucas, and she just fucking grates me all day long.
2: Who's the new leader of the Liberal Democrats?
0: Joe Swinson. That was
2: another piece of news. Got, got yeah, new
0: um, quick quick aside. She, she asked Jeremy Corbyn, because basically, she thinks no deal with Brexit is coming, and she thinks the only way to stop it is to have a no-confidence vote in Boris Johnson's government. Yeah. And the, like, But it has to happen like in the next week, otherwise it's got to happen. So I, heard, that, uh, I heard
2: it had to have happened by th- Friday this
0: week. It's already happened. Yeah, basically. I think the deadline has gone. It had to happen by the end of last week to trigger a general election before October 31st yeah. to get rid of Boris yeah, she needed Jeremy Corbyn because he's the leader of the official opposition, Her Majesty's opposition. And I think only he can do it. And he said, no, not interested. Or at the very least, like, look, let's be honest. How Jeremy you- Corbyn does not lead the Labour Party. No, no, no. no. Seamus Milne, John McDonald, and Len McCluskey lead the Labour Party. It's like, I wish the media would just be up front and just say, listen, look, Jeremy Corbyn is not the leader.
2: I feel a bit sorry for him, actually. I reckon they probably like... What? I reckon they probably slap him around a bit and... <laughs> beat him up bully him a little bit Seamus does look like a bully doesn't they probably like grab his arm really hard like but really fucking hard like, right, Jamie you just fucking sit there you just fucking sit there all right They'd probably smash a window in his greenhouse yeah yeah, and then. yeah yeah I feel I feel a bit sorry for him I think they're taking advantage like people did say it was like it was like the biggest joke ever that Labour like made it three pounds to join so you could vote for him so like Millions of Tories like no. paid three pounds and voted for Corbyn because they knew it would sort of sink Labour for I the next reckon, ten years. I reckon
0: it would have been about maybe two and a half thousand Tories That's paid what you three did. quid. Huh? I oh, know I didn't. I I donated <laughs> fifty. I donated fifty pounds to Jeremy Corbyn's uh, campaign. It
2: is f- surely for four D chess purposes, <laughs> like you referenced earlier. This is when five D chess. Even
0: this is when he was listed as two hundred and fifty to one odds to win. He was like a hundred and one <laughs> odds to make it to the end, which is why I got a heartfelt email from him, a very sort of pity party kind of email about him not making it to the end. When you see Jeremy Corbyn talking to like a political rally outside in a festival, he's this proper sort of firebrand. He's really good. And then when he's in front of this bash box, it's shit. I got hustled.
2: Well, the thing about Corbyn, he's too predictable for his opponents because he's basically given the same speech for the last 30 years.
0: Well, it's more... (laughs) Do you know what it is? It's Basically, more, he doesn't know the game of when the Tories make a fuck up, you nail them on it. You put all of your focus on their fuck up. He doesn't do that. You know, he gets six questions at PMQs. One question will be about a Tory fuck up. The next five questions are like Linda in my constituency <laughs> yeah, be the has same, a problem. It'll be the same speech he's given for her the bank. last thirty years. We're way off. Topic. <laughs> Boris Johnson's cabinet. Uh, oh, to put into context, Labour's racial attacks i follow a lot of politicians on twitter and there was definitely a coordinated effort by uh, the minor ethnic minority labor mps to attack the ethnic minority tory members of the cabinet most notably obviously pretty patel and sajid david oh david sajid javid son of a bus driver grew up in a small flat came here with one pound He
2: says says like every five minutes. (laughs) Tell me I grew up in a small flat, by the way.
0: Yeah, It's shades of that um, what did the Tory party offer, a working class kid from Brixton or something, you know, made him Prime Minister. um, That was
2: John Major, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. It's definitely a coordinated effort and it's, you can't help but sum it up as they're accusing them of being race traitors when you get down to like the essence of it. That's what they're saying, like there's words like turncoat, coconut, oh uh, Clive Lewis accused... Sajid of selling his soul to get into the cabinet. It's like why can't ethnic minorities have the same variety of opinions as white people can?
2: It's it's <laughs> it's a them and us mindset.
0: It's a m- massive misreading of the country, though. Like, what does what did these Labour and Peace think they're achieving with this? I don't think anyone other than hardcore Corbynites who go around calling themselves the right side of history, bragging about how woke they are. I don't think anybody's buying this. Though I'll give. Diane Abbott on credit here. I didn't see her do any of this.
2: Well, she's just being as quiet as possible.
0: <laughs> and she's known for a bit of race baiting here and there. But no, it was mostly David Lammy and Clive Lewis I saw. And it's like the optics of this in the 21st century, it's so fucking horrid. And it's like <laughs> Labour keep talking about we're ready for power.
1: Yeah. They, but as they,
0: if we are going to easily win the next election. They, They're not going to easily win it.
2: They've got no class, though. And like the thing is you can still beat your opponent and have and have class they could just sit back and let them make their own fuck-ups. Like you said, Boris, the are making Boris, fuck ups. Boris is far from perfect. He was successful when he was mayor because he had a good team around him. Do you think he's a net? No, no, no. But go, going back to Pretty Patel, like Priti Patel apparently has tried to start the conversation again about the death penalty. And No, she, she walked that and, back a long time okay. ago. And she also, we all forget that she lost her job last time because she was found being a l- little bit treasonous. She was like on a holiday to Israel, on the invitation of Mossad. <laughs> uh,
0: no, no, but is this what this is. It was really embarrassing for Theresa May. She went over to Israel, didn't announce that she was going over there. Yeah, pledged to donate money on behalf of the UK government to an Israeli hospital, but there was some controversy over this hospital because the Israelis were saying it was there to treat Syrian refugees, but then there were like reports from journalists on the ground saying no, it only it only treats Israelis. Yeah,
2: and it's like. Built on a Palestinian <laughs> head sort of thing. It's built on the border. Yeah. With, with Syria. Bit, okay. A little bit and, over um, the border then. <laughs> and she
0: said, Priti Patel said at the time, oh, I told Boris, then foreign secretary, unbelievably. Oh, I told Boris about it. He knew I was there. And Boris was like, no, she's lying. <laughs> I didn't know anything about her at all. And Theresa May uh, did a speech where she's like, oh, okay, I've uh, informed Pretty of exactly what her role is, blah, blah, blah. Like, I've I've given her a stern telling off. And then a few days later, it turned out she went to New York unannounced and pledged money to another sort of Israeli company or charity without Boris or Theresa May knowing. And it's like, at that point, yeah, she had to be fired. And this is all anybody remembers about Pretty Patel. Yeah, yeah. Labour accused Boris of, oh, well, he's it's just racial tokenism. After like, being the people who have said for years how important different ethnic minority representation in the upper echelons of politics, is it's like they Labour's in such a gigantic fucking mess at the moment. They can't take advantage of the Tory mess at all.
2: Well, Labour are just a mess all over. Like even the you know, look at the Liberals. They've they've got a female leader now. So every single political party apart from Labour has had a female leader. Uh, and man. Labour are meant to be like the most feminist party out there. Yeah, you start looking. You
0: start looking at the Labour women, and you're like, well, but yeah, uh, Pretty Patel. Home Office Secretary. That's normally the stepping stone to number 10. Could you imagine Pretty Patel as Prime Minister? Before we forget, so Pretty Patel, last thing anybody remembers about her was getting fired for being embroiled in a scandal. Yeah. She's already embroiled in a new scandal. Oh, yeah. Undeclared earnings from working for a broadband giant, Viasat. If I remember correctly, she gets paid $5,000 a month for five hours' work of being an advisor. Seems quite reasonable she didn't declare it. So that's like another breach of the Why? ministerial,
2: ministerial yeah, code. That's so stupid. But You just pay a fine for that, presumably. Oh, but breach of the ministerial code. Yeah, like the last one. Means nothing. If they'd really... Not under these Tories.
0: <laughs> okay, so Sajid Javid, Chancellor of the Exchequer, the first banker wanker to be Chancellor of the Exchequer, it's Norman Lamont. Do you remember Norman Lamont? I do. The guy who was supposedly in the bathtub when Britain came out of the exchange rate mechanism. Like he was like sleeping on the job, kind of thing. And so there hasn't been a guy who was actually in banking.
2: Black, Black Wednesday. Yeah, that's the one. He was also famously. Um Insulted by Julian Clary at the um, ITV Comedy Awards. Oh, good. Live on TV.
1: To crown the king or queen of comedy, who better than the man never known to go for a single entendre when a good solid double would do? Please welcome Julian Clary. (laughs) Hello, Julian. Good to see you. How's it hanging? Oh, very well, thank you. (laughs) Very nice of you to recreate hamster teeth for me here. (laughs)
2: As a matter of fact, uh, I've just been fisting Norman Lamont.
1: Let me ask you, Julian, talk about... Julian, talk about the Red
2: Fox. Julian.
1: So, are we still on?
2: And he said it live on telly and it was like a big scandal at the time. And I remember I was watching it with my mum. I was about 10. That's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) The whole expenses thing. They should have all just, they all should have been fucking sacked. God damn it. Hopefully the Brexit party will get enough MPs at the next general election. We can have a huge clear out of parliament. Because, Like I say, Boris is the man at the moment, but the real story here is can he beat Nigel Farage? Oh, no, that's
0: I think the Tories are jumping at shadows when it comes to Nigel Farage. He, the Brexit party, like they, they're not there yet in terms of running for a general election.
2: But do you know what Jacob, Re- Jacob Rees Moggs summed it up perfectly? He said, if the Tories choose to uh kick the can, so like you know, beyond kick, 31st, kicking the can over? down the yeah, road, yeah. they kick the bucket. He said that, and he's—they're
0: looking at it as an existential threat. Yeah.
2: Well, the whole reason they had fucking the referendum was because of the threat of Nigel Farage's UKIP.
0: Yeah, but again, that's they shouldn't have done that. That's the you know hindsight is twenty twenty. But
2: looking back, it's always a bit fuzzy. No, that but like, um, if
0: I was asked the question, should there really have been an EU referendum in twenty sixteen? Looking back, the answer is no.
2: But they they had to go with the tide of the tide of the popular the, opinion isn't but it? i think it was and, their they, they, own and people people voted for it people voted for the referendum as well forget about voting yes or no in the referendum they it's, voted it. to have the referendum in the first place By you know something come like, <laughs> on
0: guys yeah parliament fucked up they did authorize it a lot of the people yeah a lot of the Europhiles that complained about the result at the end is like listen you voted to authorize having it you, know,
2: you reap what you sow but do you unless want- you're boris johnson do you honestly think tom do you honestly think that if they, just, if they they can drag it out and people will just put up with it, they'll just get bored of it and just go back to The normal. public is getting bored with it. No, I think people get angry. They just want they it over bored. with. I think they'll get angry before they get bored. I'm not talking about myself if, That's you're, not Britain, if you're listening. Man.
0: We're not France. We, we like Britain would never have the equivalent of the yellow vests, thankfully, we've in got, some respects. We've got some people wearing yellow vests. <laughs> so Boris is often described... Well, do we have anything to say about Dominic Raab? the former brexit secretary who resigned when theresa may presented her checkers deal because he had no input whatsoever also a similar reason why uh, david davis resigned he said like theresa may wasn't consulting him on anything but i think boris has got a different leadership style to theresa may theresa may was very i only listened to my closest advisors whereas i think boris is going to be a little bit more democratic and the other
2: thing about theresa may she did have that like you said, the Maybot, she did have that sort of T-800 Terminator one-mindedness where, like, once she'd made her mind up, she'd just keep going, banging her head forwards against the wall. Like, the she went back three times with the same fucking deal. I don't think Boris has that sort of T-800 mentality. He's more open to... Um, well, he just flip-flops whichever way the, it goes, doesn't he? He's very. He seems probably very passive in some ways. I didn't expect
0: him to go against David Cameron... I thought he was going to com- campaign for Remain because I remember him saying he didn't like the EU, he didn't like the bureaucracy, but he the value of the single market made it worth it. And I didn't think he was going to like uh, betray David Cameron. Surprised he did. Surprised he's taken prime minister position. Like when Brexit, Brexit's not done yet. I thought he was smart enough to wait for it to kill whoever, like whichever next prime minister, sorry, I keeps, prime minister I comes. Keep,
2: I keep saying about him, love him or hate him. Um I don't think he's, he's genius. born he's born under a lucky star. He'll 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 be he'll be like forever written down. So like win or lose, if if Brexit's a disaster it doesn't matter. He will have been the Prime Minister who got Britain out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? fifty years from now, he, he might be like he might have a sort of crazy mindset. He might be a bit crazy because, you know, he's always like... All he's ever re- read is like these ancient classics and stuff. And even his full name, his his name isn't actually Boris. His his first name is Alexander. Mm. His name is Alexander Boris de Piffle Johnson.
0: Yeah, you know his sister, so, Rachel? Yeah. she. All of his family members call him Al.
2: Okay, I was, about to say something, them... I was about to say something really interesting. Yeah, so like Alexander, Alexander the Great, and he's fascinated by all these ancient people and stuff. He In his own mind... I've figured him out, actually. In his own mind, he seems distracted because he, he's just thinking in, like, thousand-year spans. He doesn't care about what happens. He just knows in, like, a hundred years' time people all look in a history book and it will have his name as Boris Prime Minister when Britain became Boris, independent. Boris the fuck-up. Yeah. Do you know It doesn't matter. That's what I think. I honestly
0: think he, he's thinking long-term. Some people say Boris Johnson is a liberal. Some say neoliberal. Some say libertarian. He's sort of hard to pin down. On that front. And I was gonna ask you about like what do you think Boris is like in terms of like political philosophy. But to your point about just wanting to go down in history.
2: Yeah. He's a writer. Think, he's he's writing his own stories.
0: I don't think he really plans on being around that long. Maybe you're right. Maybe he just plans on being the guy that just he's just the one who was in the seat in the captain's chair when the deadline passed and the clock, the time and the clock just ran out. He didn't do anything.
2: But he was there.
0: He was just the guy. He was there at the time and then he just resigns he just does a David Cameron do you remember when David Cameron was just like I why should I be the guy that does all the hardship because yeah. you're the guy that fucking put us in this mess do you know what I mean that's why and he just skipped away yeah and then he goes Boris, and
2: then he goes on like big brother celebrity big brother something. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean?
0: you know. yeah I think he yeah no, but I think maybe... I can't see him he, Like, he's not a one-nation conservative kind of guy. He's trying to paint himself as that. I don't think he is. He's got a very libertarian cabinet, a very, um, the free market, the invisible hand of the free market, fixes everything, uh, just cut taxes. Like, I think the first thing, um... He
2: said 20,000 more pledges. Yeah, said, but how's he going to pay with that? When... Well, and the police have said, well, that's really good, but Ooh. we're not actually going to be able to have enough lockers and... <laughs> stuff like the that. The infrastructure not there. Yeah, that's what that she said. So, well,
0: also, how's he going to pay for that?
2: Like, Sajid Javid is a one hundred percent tax fine. cut kind of guy. We can pay for everything with the thirty-nine billion. We won't be giving to the EU. It's not giving them anything. Thirty-nine billion is It's a fair bit of money. It, we, we'll give that money. We'll spend three hundred and fifty million. Last? Well, until we've spent the three hundred and fifty million a week on the NHS, like the, the not annual... need. Like the annual
0: state budget's in the trillions. Thirty nine billion's not gonna go a long way. Especially since he pledged the three hundred and fifty million a week to the NHS Well Theresa May did that and now he's pledged it again. How are we gonna <laughs> Is that I mean he's sort of like he's already fucked this up. In, like, I think that's what his plan is, is just sit there and do nothing. We leave. He's the guy. Yeah. He goes down in the history pits, like
2: you said. So, like, November the 2nd, he'll resign. Uh, yeah. But 100 years from now...
0: You remember when Andrew Neil asked him about, like, paragraph 4C? Well, he was he was going on about paragraph 4B, and Andrew Neil was like, well, what about 5C? And he had nothing.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, but all, all he cares about is that in 100 years' time... Someone People will, say... Someone will say, Holo Google, show me, like, five of the most important Britons of the last 100 years. <laughs> oh, Who's that guy? That's probably all he cares about. Boris the fuck up. Like, I know, just Boris. Do you know? He, 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 he he's, his mind is in the history books. Just stories. Do you think we'll see,
0: like, a return to um, Thatcherism? I know, like, Thatcher was a bit of a hero to Boris. I remember when she died, he was like, he was doing the media rounds of bigging up Thatcher.
2: Thatcher wasn't that bad. I think our country would be pretty less... Oh, I don't get it. what people are still gone about Thatcher? It was so long ago. We're people, still in her shadow. In a people, way, really. people, no, we're not. People who are very atomised. People who weren't even alive when she was. People who weren't even alive when she was hate her with a passion. And it's like, how can you hate someone you weren't even fucking alive when they were alive? It's ridiculous.
0: I used to because it was like I grew up in the eighties. She when it was like Tom, comedy. Do you remember BBC comedy? Almost exclusively, it was just fuck the Tories. Anyway. I grew up on that, and then I, the, the one thing that sort of made me a little bit more sympathetic to Margaret that sort of humanized her, yeah, was when um she was talking about Britain and how like, then the, the narrative, the popular narrative was Britain has to have this managerial a status of managed decline." She rejected it outright, and I remember, I remember her, like seeing this video footage of her saying, "Oh, everyone's like running Britain down, blah blah blah." Oh, I can't bear it. That sort of humanized her, and I think that's what the Conservative Party Tories, this is what they always sort of cherish about her is like Britain was deflated mm. yep. and she turned it around. Yeah. Can Boris do the same thing? with low corporation tax rates
2: and people have been people have been saying this like critics of Brexit say like all these sort of venture capitalist carpetbagging Tories want to do is change Britain into like a Singapore low tax haven
0: that's <laughs> it, Jeremy Corbyn's line
2: and it's like what's so bad about that singapore's lovely <laughs> what's wrong with balls to the wall capitalism here's what i don't like what's about... wrong with it law of the jungle man here's what i don't like about it
0: it's not Singapore, but it's Hong Kong. Uh, back when I was in like early in my early twenties, I was like fantasizing this desire to go live in the Far East, whether it be like Japan, South Korea, whatever. And I was reading up on blogs, these new things called blogs, these yeah. travel blogs about people teaching English. And uh, one was about it was like the first day he arrived there, he couldn't sleep. It was like five a crack of dawn. He gets up, he walks around town just to kind of like figure his way around, and he sees an old guy unloading a delivery truck. Like a senior, like pensioner sort of age. And he's struggling with it. So he goes over to help the old guy. And the old guy starts hitting him, like really aggressively shouting at him, hitting him, telling him, like, fuck off, go away, go away. And he realized basically what it was, was if his, if this old guy's employer saw that he needed help doing his job, his employer would have fired him on the spot, pretty much. And he's like, do we really want to be the kind of country where people work to like?" Seniority, doing manual labour jobs, and there's no real
2: welfare state. I, um, I don't know. It's a big shift. I recently, it's a radical shift. I recently went for a mortgage application, Ooh. and just part and parcel of it was um, just to test the waters, kind of thing, just see like, what your credit score Yeah, is. it's just like what what sort of age? Are we, you know, the guy was doing all the calculations. it's was like, what sort of age are we going to expect you to retire? Um, Eighty seven. Let's just put in seventy five. You know, and you know that's a bit the, optimistic. But but it was like. I was thinking, could I do what I do now when I'm 75? I was like, no, I have to do something different. But it's up to me. It's up to me. And to be honest with you, some people retire and they just die. Some people never retire and they live forever. But
0: yeah, I don't want to see a, a, a new generation of yuppies the Why? yuppie culture what's wrong with it what's wrong with it man which is what i associate thatcherism with but i know but it's like i've got a different view of it from you because like
2: got just got a different view of it because I, I just know like you'd have been entering your teens by the end of thatcherism really. well no it was like well funnily enough i actually for the the truth of it is it was like um my father he was like a you know from working class background very well you know born in a council flat sort of thing and he, lived in a drawer and just, you know, he, he through his entrepreneurship, uh, he ended up being quite successful as like a scrap metal merchant. Someone from a working class background who was able, through Thatcherism or entrepreneurship and this sort of explosion <laughs> of business, to make a lot of money, enough to like leave the country, <laughs> which, which he did. So, like, you know, the, the, the underlying thing is I've got a very Optimist, positive view of that sort of thatcherism and and if boris could sort of drag up a bit which is what he's trying to do yeah and um be a bit be a bit thatchery and it, it say like hey but he needs to do that for the north really and he gave a very good speech in manchester today that boris I, that I saw he's a somerset boy he doesn't give a fuck he was him. up in manchester today giving a speech and he was like being really pallid to andy burnham trying to make him laugh and stuff and he, but he was he was talking to the Manchester as if he was Mayor of London instead, as if rather than being Tory leader, he was doing. He what was, do you mean? He turned it from him talking as coming up to Manchester talking as the Tory leader. Was he, was he? Was he
0: mentioning Northern powerhouse that usual?
2: No, he didn't use those oh, okay. words at
0: all. Is that George
2: Osborne. Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he talked. He announced like this: Leeds Railway. <laughs> What, to Birmingham, to... Something. Uh, I'm so so metrocentric, I didn't listen properly. But there's going to be some extra, extra rail link up north, which
0: they all think will be good. There was a choice between HS2 and HS3. And HS2 was connecting the north or the Midlands to London. And HS3 was about, I think, connecting the Midlands to the north. And I remember, like, I don't know, maybe it is retarded, but I do have that sort of anti-London sentiment, even though I live in London, have lived in London all my life don't like the fact that everything is just completely focused on the southeast of this united kingdom will it be united forever tim answer me now will boris johnson cause scotland to secede from the union once and for all
2: not just scotland people are talking um i think even the unification
0: of ireland the reunification oh, of
2: ireland so like all i know is germany sells a third of its cars to the uk No, anymore what so they'll they'll deliberately like they'll they'll literally they'll deliberately chop off one of their legs just be, just to just just to spite
0: us they'll be hit with the tariff that's
2: that's a political decision that's not a business decision it's a
0: legal decision it's
2: a stupid decision
0: and RMPs are supposed to be good
2: they're supposed to be good legislators that's what they're supposed to be good at but like i say, and they're it's shit it's like i say boris can just hold up his hands and say look i've tried everything but there's these cunts over the channel and you've disturbed me with that do you know what i mean you've convinced me with that as well disturbingly that yeah. like he probably is just gonna
0: fucking resign He's just going to be, like, November 1st is going to come, and he's just going to go, right, done, my, uh... <laughs> you know I mean? he's just he doesn't
2: has to... He, 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 wipe
0: his hands together he, he, and just he, leave. He can drag it out for a few years. Why should he be the guy that does all the hard shit? Leave that to Michael Gove. There won't
2: be any hard shit. Just, well, Andrew fucking lets them They'll just say, like, look, America, just, you know, here's our NHS, there you go, Get some money, there you go, thank you. <laughs> Kaching. ching <laughs> It's easy it's simple that's the only, i'm all for um, it i'm all for it i had the shittest experience what that, this
0: you're going against the only religion left in this country the i NHS. had i
2: had the shittest experience at a hospital uh, two weeks ago but yeah that, that's why i want trump to take over the nhs fuck them fuck them sell that shit
0: here's my prediction with uh prime minister bodies he is not going to get no deal brexit i think the eu are going to say listen we'll, we'll, we'll fuck it we're going to trap you forever We'll yeah. give you another extension. Yeah. UK Parliament is going to find some way, Gina Miller, what have you, you know, they're going to find some way of blocking Boris's no deal, of blocking Boris's no deal Brexit. And then Boris is just going to resign because he's going to be like, well, look, um, I, I want it to leave. I have been blocked by this anti-democratic, corrupt UK Parliament. Yeah, he's going to be all, yeah, all bluster, as per usual. And he's gonna go away and it's just Brexit's just gonna claim its third Tory Prime Minister victim.
2: So in a row. The only way that can happen is if they have a general election before the twenty first thirty first of October.
0: Which ends in a hung parliament, surely. Labour should win it easily, but they won't.
2: What about Brexit? Because they're
0: shit. But the party doesn't exist on that level. It won't. They're never going to have a national policy platform. They're too, like, I mean, Farage, it was sort of the right thing to do to get people of different ethnicities, different, cre- different creeds, different economic backgrounds, what have you, blah, 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 different ideas to sort of show this isn't UKIP, which was really all that was. He's never going to form a national party that, like, will actually
2: agree it's like With his what is his what's going to be his policies well the thing on is anyone else's the thing is it's almost like all their best people are in the european parliament now <laughs> they're sort of quarantined over there
0: he's going to have to form another team he's going to have to do it all over again you know hand picking i don't think brexit party is ever going to get to any sort of prominence or significance on the general election national level european elections and general elections are two entirely different beasts you really can't make any predictions from like one to the other.
2: Do you think the Tories voted Boris as their leader because they instinctively instinctively thought he'd be the only guy who'd ensure their survival because his personality? I think that's what it is. I think they see the round of the wall. I think, Tom, it's... They, they did disastrously in the local elections and people mm. u, uh, in the European elections. Yeah, who gives and a shit And the last general election they did who cares? disastrously. It's, it's
0: European Parliament, Who gives a shit. The
2: last general election
0: they did terribly as well.
2: The only reason it's like, if, if Labour had a decent leader, then yeah, they'd be out on their arse.
0: It's going to be a hung parliament. Just a continuation of
2: the mess. I think there might be a, a Labour-Lib coalition. That's the terrible thing to say. It's like, I want to wash my mouth out, but I can imagine that happening.
0: It would have to be them and someone else, I think. Cause they won't have enough seats together, the two of them. There'd have to be a third. They'd probably have to bring in the Greens but they won't want to bring in the Greens because they're insane.
2: It still comes down to Remain or Leave, doesn't it? That is going to be the sort of divide of this country. We're trapped in this purgatory forever. Even after we leave the EU, things will still be divided down the lines of Remain and Leave. Even though we've left, people will be like survivors or victims. Yeah, we're going to be like... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There'll be two different camps. We're going to be like Greenland and there is eventually... <laughs>
0: Like I said, with Greenland, with the people where it's like, how did they get past it all? They just never spoke of it again. We're eventually going to get to the end of this. It's probably going to be Remain in the end. I think the Europhiles have won. No. I think they won completely by accident. No. Not because they're going to sell it as we knew what we were doing all along. They didn't. It was like a total fuck up on both sides that led to well, it's either going to be no Tom, deal Brexit Tom, Tom, or it's going to be Remain. Tom. And it was like it was never going to come down to that. Tom, it was always going to be we're Tom, we're not, Tom, not Tom, going to leave the yeah. single market. We're not going to yeah, do you, this. Yeah, yeah. You, and you it predict- just all suddenly changed, yeah, and nobody said yeah. anything about it.
2: Yeah. So you're still like ultimately, you're still predicting status quo will probably remain. Yeah, we'll remain. In, in paper, Tom, I will say it for the second time this episode, you've got to take a take a step back a big step back but this time you have to go back in time to previous podcasts and years ago when like you said Trump will never be president <laughs> we're never going to leave the EU Leicester City will never win the FA Cup so, it's it's all these things that sh- shouldn't ha- Boris will never be prime minister it's happened never going to leave the EU it's happening it's this all all change it's it's unbelievable but it's it's true it should be there'll be Martians next honestly it's it's, it's, it's everything's changing
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to us, Babylon, about Alexander Boris
2: Johnson. Alexander Boris de Piffle Johnson, born 19th of June, 1964, Manhattan, New York. Oh, he's an American citizen? He gave up his citizenship to America, so he'd become a What a mistake that was. Scholarship to Eton, which means he didn't actually pay to go. So, does that make him one of the elite? Or was he just lucky?
0: My thanks to Tim. Thank you. And a reminder that if you liked what you heard be sure to uh, subscribe to us now iTunes is gone my understanding is, is that there's a thousand and one ways to download podcasts so like I've checked this on my Android phone if you just look for Informed Insight on whatever podcast app or web, podcast website aggregator that you want to use. You'll find us.
2: Could you Google it? Could yeah, you just you'll... type it into your Google on your phone?
0: We've got a SoundCloud, so if, you'd like, if you use SoundCloud, if you Just type it into Google on your phone. If you're one of those people that still uses SoundCloud, you can go there. Alternatively, <laughs> you can go to our Facebook page An Informed Insight. Uh, I've got a Twitter account where I post abuse. I <laughs> really?
2: Just... That's terrible. That's terrible. Well, like Abu Ghraib sort of stuff. All I
0: do, 90, 99% of my oh. tweets are, you are an alarmist, oh, shut true. the fuck up, delete your account, stop being a paranoid cunt. Well, I can't, I, I haven't used the C word in a long time, actually. I think you get shadow banned for that. But yeah, there's different ways of listening to us if you enjoy this kind of thing. <laughs> we upload on a um, regular basis.
2: Will there be music playing while you're saying this? really like Yeah, yeah. it's kind
0: of downbeat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Until next time. Until next time.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye.